Welcome back, everybody. There's been a lot of interesting news around mental health. As a result, I wanted to have Mike's reaction. Whoa! Yeah, sometimes it might be whoa, sometimes it might be oh no. Oh no! Or or what the hell. So What the hell? We'll, we'll see what happens. So I have three stories for you today, Mike. All right. I am ready to react. Okay, so... In react uh, mode. And you can be honest if you've heard these stories before. We're just going to talk okay. about them, you know, off the top. All right, all right. So uh, the first one, I don't know if you saw this, Mike, but in a recent um, public referendum, I guess, vote, the city of Denver voted to decriminalize uh, psilocybin, which is uh, magic mm -hmm. mushrooms. Yeah. So that they are the first city or anything in the obviously in the United States to do that. Yeah, I, I haven't I hadn't heard that. So that that's just part of this news story because there's a lot of push now for uh, hallucinogenics in general, but magic mushrooms in particular, being a a future of mental health treatment. So absolutely. What do know, you think about that? Well, I actually know quite a bit about this. Uh, I think it's awesome. Uh, you know, who's to say? you know, what drugs work better than others without any sort of research on them. Currently, people with mental health issues, uh, you know, especially the more extreme diagnosis, take drugs to help them, right? Yep. Um, but they weren't drugs that got like blacklisted or whatever. Maybe their active effects don't quite do what these others do. However, um, like LSD, for example, which is, you know, super close to magic mushrooms in mm -hmm. um, super small doses is like has no effect on people. Um, but they've done tons of research or they're starting to do research on it. And they think that that can help alleviate depression. So I guess my point being, I am a huge fan of making it possible to do research on stuff because anybody out there with like depression or any, especially depression, we'll just go there. If they had a magic pill, that made it go away, like a really go away, they would take it. And not researching something that could possibly be that magic pill, like, I, I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. At the very least, having access to research the efficacy of these drugs to treat everything from PTSD to depression, I think is incredibly important. Um, the war on drugs has had a lot, a long lasting effect on you know, both the medical and mental health communities uh, ability to research the usefulness of these drugs and mm. treating things like uh, mental health issues. So I'm excited by the possibilities um, in some of the research that I've seen, you know, in controlled studies where they gave people uh, psilocybin or magic mushrooms and allowed them to more or less trip, but in a controlled environment where nurses or, or professionals were present with them. They did observe uh, much more longer lasting effects just from one dose than, right. your, than your typical antidepressant. So a lot of promise there. Right. We actually have a member in our in our mental health uh, support and discussion group who researches this uh, pretty heavily and has written before. And, you know, I don't know if this is true. This is just things I've read there where and it was about LSD where it was alleviating these symptoms for like six months for people. And, yeah. and and if they, they would only have to do it like once every six months, but you know, the research needs to be put into it. And we're talking about, you know, we're not telling people to go out there and get high. You know no, what I mean? No, by no means. Yeah. That's not what it's about. I mean, for example, methamphetamine is a uh, pre prescription medication, right? Yep. It's uh they actually sell it in pill form. They don't really prescribe it that often. 
But it does come in pill form, and it's not this crazy thing. You know, it's it'd be like taking Adderall or something. So, I'm just saying, there's there's a there's a place for everything, and if we can help people, we should. Well, I certainly agree with that. So yeah, so that's story number one. So I think we're both uh, very excited about that. I imagine we'll be excited about this as well. So there are a bunch of companies as of today, actually, today, Wednesday, May 15th, this story came out. Um, More than 60 companies, including companies like Lyft and Rent the Runway, plan to give their employees some quote-unquote me time during work hours. It's part of a one-day campaign called National Mental Health Break. So these companies are trying to establish a norm that it's okay for employees to take time for themselves at any point throughout the day for a mental health break, and they can sort of use that however they see fit. Okay, so the the main company that stuck out to me when you said that was Lyft. Okay. And I was just like, how would that work? Because Lyft is a, you're self-governed. Like, yeah, okay, are they telling them that they can go ahead and shut their app off and pull over? Because they can do that right now. So, (laughs) So I'm assuming that this is referring to like the Lyft coders more than the Lyft drivers. Because I think you raise a good point that drivers may not have uh, the the freedom to do what we're talking about here. Although at the very least, they could probably encourage their drivers to take a mental health break and hopefully not be doing things like working crazy long shifts. Um, Right. Which they do. They have a like a clock thing in there. Yeah. 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 Yep. Mm hmm. But yeah, no, that's amazing. Uh, We've talked about it before on the show, mental health days or mental health breaks or whatever you need. And I mean, I think every company, I don't know. I don't know how they would do it. It's a hard thing to think about the management behind it. But like there should be some more than just leeway there, you know? Yeah, I mean, the idea of you being able to take care of your mental health at work being normal feels so weird, but is a future I'm... I'm very hopeful for. Yeah. I'm just sitting here thinking like, how would that look like at work? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, an example might be, you know, uh, companies having like a break room, but like a mental health break room where, you know, where you could maybe let's say have access to some guided meditation or uh, just comfortable chairs where you could, uh, you know, de-stress or literally detach from the internet or detach from work. They have those like pod chairs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, I mean, you're more likely to see those at like the really big corporations, but even just having a space where you can go and not have to worry about work for a period of time, but actually dedicated more towards mental health. Because everyone has, I mean, I would say most companies have like a break room or a lunch room, but this is like a separate from that where you wouldn't be expected to be reached um, to like be asked a question about work because this yeah. is a specific, I'm taking a break and I don't want to be disturbed kind of break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. Because actually, you know, few companies have actual policies for taking mental health days. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I, how yeah. does the management work behind it, you know? Yeah, so we'd have to really change the conversation around that, where mental health days are are, are verbiage that actually ends up in, yeah. like, HR and contracts and things. Yeah. It's crazy to think about how there's so much, there's, there's so much going on, like, in our country, the United States, uh, that we live in. Where it's like, man, you know, our kids are going to have things that are so much better. But, then you know, there's other things that you worry about, too. But there's just all sorts of good things and changes that are happening. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be great. You know, if in like 20 years, that's just like a normal thing. And like my kids grow up and that never wasn't the thing, you know. 
yeah. So um, I think we're we're both hopeful that this is a change that's going to be taken seriously, and you know, over time, will be will be coming closer and closer to the norm. Yeah. All right. So we have two very positive stories. This one is a weird one. I don't know okay. if you've, you've heard this one yet. So this one is. I'll just read you the headline. Burger King takes on McDonald's with a range of unhappy meals. What? Okay. So you have so you don't you haven't heard this story. Uh-uh. Oh, fantastic. So Burger King has launched a range of burger meals that focus on quote unquote real moods. What? So they have partnered um you know as as we won't be surprised by this um with an organization for mental health awareness month to you know, essentially, you know, what it feels like to me is sort of like uh, use advertising to take advantage of, you yeah. know, conversations about mental health. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm angry about this. Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to give you more information. I'm going to give you the, their words. So Burger King restaurants understand that no one is happy all the time. That's why they're asking guests to order a Whopper meal based on however they might be feeling. And their range of unhappy meals. I'm going to give you all the different kinds. Oh, my gosh. So uh, this is a range of boxed deals it's calling real meals, including the pissed meal, the blue meal, the salty meal, the yes meal. No one's going to do this. And the uh, DGAF, don't give a F meal. Are you serious? I am serious. This is a real thing. You know what? Burger King's hurting. And I'll tell you, the one in my town... Because uh, I, I DoorDash, I drive delivery. Man, every time I pick some, rarely do I get one from there. But when I do, nobody is there. It is in the Burger King, sure. Yeah. So so the ad also swaps Burger King's well-known phrase, have it your way, with feel your way. Yeah. And it's trying to, oh, so they're, so they're partnering with Mental Health America for the campaign. And, and yes, they're actually selling these limited edition meals. Right now, they're available in Austin, Seattle, Miami, LA, and New York City. Tell when. Uh, that it just says limited edition. So I imagine it might just be during May if it catches yeah, that's on. What I'm thinking. Who knows? Yeah. But so, um, and so the last quote is by using its internationally known reputation to discuss the importance of mental health, Burger King is bringing much needed awareness to this important and critical discussion and letting its customers know that it is okay to not be okay. So it's weird. I oh, know. I'm so angry about it. Yeah. It is not, there is no good motivation behind this. No, there isn't. There, there's, it's just, this, this is not motivated by trying to increase mental health awareness. You know what I mean? Do something for a month uh, by having people come in and go, give me the pissed meal. Mm -hmm. That's, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. It's what this is. <laughs> I'm I'm visibly angry right now. I'm like <laughs> you are. I can see you. You're, you're shaking. Okay. I mean, it's just you, it, it's more of a slap in the face to me. Okay. So then, what I'd like to have you do to end this uh, extra scene this week is I'd like you to talk to not just Burger King, but any corporation that has, let's say, uh, goals of spreading mental health awareness, but doesn't want to do it in a cheesy <laughs> way. Well, I mean, that would be, you know, supporting people like me and Ryan and putting ads on their shows, you know, people out there. Oh, I, I like what you did there. <laughs> no, and not just us, just like anybody that's doing this and they do, Ryan and I sit down every week, you know, and then we edit and we plan what we're going to do. And I mean, gosh, how many we spend hours on mental health awareness every single week, you know? 
So it's not just us, though. There's tons of us out there. Find somebody who's doing it and already has people that are listening to their awareness message and throw your ads in there, you know, give the pay, help people pay for what they're doing. But, but yeah. So find people that are doing it and support them. And then they like can, that. they can throw out your Burger King logo. And I would be much more inclined to go eat a Whopper. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and I think the sort of like jokey, uh, feel your way meal thing it's an feels insult. like it's, feels like it's making fun or feels like it's joking too much. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't take it seriously. So it would yeah. be, I will say this, it would be different if this wasn't a, like I partnered with mental health America and this is for mental health awareness. If they would just randomly came out and said, here's the pissed meal and here's the DGAF meal. I'd be like, that's kind of funny. If it, ha- you know what I mean? It feels honestly, it feels like what those companies do every year on on uh, April Fools, which is like these fake campaigns. Yes, yeah. um, mm-hmm. it feels fake, and so it's hard for me to see the the value in it. I mean, I don't know. And then there's that other part, like where if one person, I know, <laughs> like read the thing they needed to read, you know, I guess. Then it's yes. like it. Then yeah. it did its job. Sure. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Mike reacts. It's always tough. Yeah. It's always tough. <laughs> All right. So look look for more wacky stuff in the news about mental health, and I'm sure we'll uh, catch you guys next week. Bye.